Greetings, adventurers. This is OGRPG. Where we journey into the realms of 8, 16, and 32-bit RPGs. Hello again, Cartridge Commandos. OGRPG is back again. This episode, we resume our adventure... Having saved the Mushroom Kingdom from Mac the Knife, we head to Tadpole Pond to meet up with Mallow's grandpa, Frog Fucius. So let's get down to it. So... Cricket pie in hand, we now are journeying over to the Kiro Sewers, which is really the only other available destination. It's new, right, on the, the map screen? Yeah, this is the, uh, the only path we can really take at this point. Which is pretty standard in general, right? Like, there, there are a few path-like splits along this screen throughout the game, right? But not a lot, right? Yeah, I think they give us, like, one branching path with, with not a whole lot to do. Um, and then, you know, I think they're trying to keep it kind of simple until, you know, later on in the game you do actually get some branching paths. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good. It, it, it works, so... Yep, so we walk in and uh, we see a pipe leading down to what we can presume is the Kiro sewers. And uh, Mallow stops for a brief moment and lets us know to watch out for Bellome, whatever that is. Bellome, yeah. Or, you know, I was looking at that word. Do you think it could be pronounced below me? I suppose it could. <laughs> I never really thought of it. I, I never did either, but I was like, hmm, maybe old Ted Woolsey is to some shenanigans. <laughs> you know, a lot of this, too, is going to be uh, my childhood recollection, which is probably a lot of mispronunciation. So just you know, disregard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, believe me, as a fan of fantasy novels, I've been inventing and reading words that I never heard aloud for 20 years and then... Got to figure it out and try to unlearn all that. It's tough. Yep. Then someone else says it different and it breaks your heart. <laughs> That's one of the things I respect about George R. R. Martin is people asked him in his books how, they're like, how is this supposed to be pronounced? And he's like, however you want. I don't care. <laughs> so, yeah. Whatever works for you, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, anyways, below or below me, either way, uh, we are, we're down in the sewers. And of course, it's uh, full of water. We got some, you know, gray stone and stuff. Looks pretty cool, creepy. Yeah, it uh, nails the, I guess, a 3D version of the standard Mario uh, a cave aesthetic. Mm-hmm, uh, we mm-hmm. get our, uh, we do, uh, the, the music here is uh, a riff on the, the underground theme, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's good stuff. I mean, yeah, all of the music in this game is pretty much, but. Yeah, uh, the enemies we got down here are fitting for the, the setting. We got gobies and hobgoblins, panderites, uh, rat funks, which I can only assume is a play on rat fink. And then yes, I would shadows, uh, big booze, and below me. Yes, he is. He is the boss, and most of these enemies we have several of them are kind of like undead, like the hobgoblins, like a baghead kind of ghoul thing. Yeah. Because I ended up with a lot of these. Yes, if you're fighting all the enemies, you know you do have the little goby fish guys that are kind of the weaklings of the group. But yeah, hobgoblins aren't much better, but they do drop pure waters a lot, and you can use those on shadows, panderites. And the big boo, I think, right? And, yeah, and they'll just kill them, right? <laughs> yeah, basically any undead uh, creature. I think it's a one-hit kill. It's pretty sweet. I, I use them all the time on Pandorites because while they're not that deadly, they have a ton of hit points. Yeah, yeah. Those guys are they are kind of tanks. 
I ended up with a lot because one thing I always remembered about this dungeon from my youth and every time I've played since is that I almost always get lost and loop around because it's a pretty well laid out dungeon in a cool way where you're in the sewers. So the part of it's water that you can kind of swim through to get to certain areas and there's different pipes. And then sometimes in the water, you can swim through to different screens to take you, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's a well and interestingly laid out dungeon i think that's fun to explore but it also was it's i don't know it's got that perfect balance of like uh it's just confusing enough to really get me invested but not to be truly lost you know yeah there's enough enough meat on that bone where you you know you got some places you can explore you know you you feel like you didn't take every tunnel and the tunnels are really what kind of makes the whole place uh you know if you're gonna get lost it's probably from not memorizing uh, which tunnel you took and, and you know where it spits you out at but, you know, it's a tastefully paced dungeon. I mean, you, you, you're you never going to get to a point where, you know, you're like, oh, man, I, you know, screw this. I can't get through this. You know, I can't find my way out. So you'll get there eventually as long as you poke around enough. Absolutely, yes. And along the way, too, there is a screen with a superstar when you can blast some of those little rat funks as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, we had mentioned uh, the pure waters. Yeah. Uh, so it's worth noting, I used to kind of rack these up and sell them because they're worth 75 coins each. So if I was ever mm-hmm. in a bind with coins, like like pure waters, real quick way to make money. And I don't end up using them a ton unless you're in an area with a lot of ghosts. Right. Oh, awesome. That's a good call, man. Also, uh, here in this dungeon, you can find a true form pin, which is a pretty useful accessory. Yep. That'll keep you from uh, being transformed into a scarecrow or a mushroom. Which is, you know, somewhat common at this point, and I think we already have a wake-up pin, right? I think that we found that in a previous area. Yeah, and uh, which actually comes in handy in this area. Um, this this underground area is, I think you really kind of get your first taste of a lot of the status effects in the game, because, uh, you know, there's enemies using sleep sauce, which will put you to sleep pretty frequently. Uh, there's mm-hmm. uh, hobgoblins have an attack uh, called Dark Claw, which will inflict poison on you. So, you know, it's at this point where they're kind of putting the status effects on your radar a little more. Yeah, so it's good to, you know, I, I don't think there's any other options or any other accessories that are around right now. So, you know, it's best to have Mallow and Mario each have one of those two. Yeah, for sure. Because once you get, you know, find your way through this dungeon, you're going to end up fighting Balome himself. Mm -hmm. And uh, at this point during my playthrough, I had Mario and Mallow at a level six in which Mario learned super jump uh, and Mm. Mallow learned psychopath. I, I think I was about the same too, because as I said, I got lost <laughs> at least once <laughs> and repeated a section or two. So yeah. I, I was pretty, and earlier I had already wandered around. Like I, towards the beginning of this game, I, I was still in that mode where I was like, I'm just going to stay ahead of the curve and it's going to be tough. So, yeah. But what, so what the heck is Belome? It's a weird bear. Like it looks almost like a teddy bear with a really long tongue coming out. As a kid, I always thought it looked like the head of a cheetah with a giant tongue kind of kind of coming out front and it that, that's just it it looks like a big looks like a sofa oh. chair it's like cheetah print with like a tongue in front <laughs> it's, it's bizarre man it is a weird looking kind of creature and it, it looks like it either has like four ears or maybe horns on i it's it's a strange beast indeed yeah definitely uh gotta be something cultural going on there perhaps I, yeah maybe there's some 
oni or something in yeah perhaps. <laughs> but regardless this is uh you know he's not a super tough boss he's weak against thunder and of course mallow has his thunderbolt power so that's what he should be doing yep he's got a, a 500 hp which is you know it's nothing to nothing to slough at but it's uh he's not too bad yeah weak against thunder like you said so again we're still hammering on mallow's thunder as usual so, so. he he has this attack where he will uh, jump forward and kind of flick you with his tongue, and one yeah. of your characters will disappear, or he eats you. Is it? He does one or the other. I know. At one point, he he definitely ate Mallow. I thought it was yeah. a scripted thing, like halfway through the battle. I but... think you can bypass it because uh, I think I mentioned previously that I actually uh, I got super lucky on Mario Super Jump. I had just earned it, and this mm. might have been one of the first times I used it. And I ended up hitting him for like forty seven or fifty some hits and did a ton of damage, Ugh. and then immediately hit him. Followed up with another Super Jump where I did you know in the late twenties, early thirties, and I think I I think I two tapped him honestly. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, that's that is a thing because that's probably a fresh addition to your arsenal if you're you know because I think level five or six is probably where you're going to be either way like yeah even if you didn't have that you could probably still win eventually because i mean by this point i know i was like drowning in mushrooms and like other healing items and i hadn't even really bought any so yeah the only place you really get into some uh some trouble is if he um if he does manage to eat one of your characters and spit them back out I, he does have the ability to turn you into a mushroom is that right i think because he's got the scrow funk oh okay okay so it's the scarecrow and okay. sleep sauce so again yeah. if you have those two <laughs> accessories yeah. equipped at least one person will always be okay so yeah but if you don't then you could have a character sleep and one guy is a scarecrow <laughs> which is frustrating <laughs> yeah to say the least but yeah so you can defeat him it's not too tough yep after you defeat him too uh mario and mallow seem uh, relieved for a quick moment but uh bellum leaves us with a message and he says beware the flood and a floodgate opens up and uh mario and mallow start to panic and lose their minds uh and run around and mallow <laughs> steps on the button which uh which is to close that that flood door so the water can't get in but he's thrown off of the button mario tries to jump after the door and pull it back down but the water comes and they're swept away into the midas river yeah it's it's pretty funny like you're just moved along instantly but uh let me ask you this though so you let all the water out right so if you come back here later is it it drained dungeon can't you get to some places you couldn't before i believe it is um but i, I don't fully recall during this playthrough i didn't come back to this area after i drained it out but i think you're right um all the areas that previously would have the uh, the gobies swimming around you can now walk around in there i think there's also another area another dungeon in the game where uh, uh there's a similar situation where you come back to an area where you drain out the water in the dungeon and uh and you can explore yeah i just yeah. remember I, I specifically made a note of because one of the things i think that always tricks me when i would come into this dungeon is there is at least one uh, underwater pipe that you can like see yeah but you cannot get to and i i never thought to come back but i i made a note of it and then i was just thinking about it. i was like wait a minute <laughs> you let out the water so oh yeah you're right you're totally i do remember that pipe oh man i need to go back to my playthrough and try it out <laughs> i wonder what yeah i don't know what secrets lie what secrets uh, it's probably frog coins. Yeah, probably. But, okay, but anyway, <laughs> so Midas River is one of our is a kind of mini game ish. Yeah, this is a. I think this is the first point in the game where you you uh, come to the first first mini game. Uh, and yeah, I, yeah, I remember as a kid this being one of my uh, favorite parts of the game because it's you know you get out of the dungeon and things are all doomy and you just got through this hard boss fight and like oh okay the gun the game's light and, and fun again. <laughs> 
Right, right. Yeah. Oh, it's it's definitely bright. You're out. It's kind of got, you know, uh, the Final Fantasy series frequently had similar mini games throughout, you know, where it'd be like, now you're doing a weird strategy game or, you know, there I, there was a river game in part six, right? Uh, yeah. And yeah. some other. Yeah. So this is, isn't anything too crazy, but you're, you're kind of going down. There's some pretty cool looking uh, rock brown rocks and stuff but you're going down this uh river slash waterfall kind of which is smattered with coins both normal and frog so uh for the for the bulk of this your perspective changes from that isometric view to kind of this this straight on mario's just coming from the top of the screen to the bottom of the screen down this waterfall Mm -hmm. and uh, as you're you're floating down the waterfall you can tap your jump button to swim and you get three pumps of your swim and then mario will sink back down a little bit again and uh if you tap it fast you can you can kind of make your way back up a little bit but i think ultimately you still inch downward you you can never truly get your way back up yeah yeah and so kind of throughout it, there are also little caves you can go into, which yep. those throw you back to your isometric adventure view. There's some enemies in some, and, and they kind of have entrances and exits. Yeah, there's almost like a narrative playing out where there's there's a bandit running around trying to steal coins from other monsters. And as the bandit's <laughs> stealing coins, he's getting hit by thwomps and he's losing his coins. It's kind of funny. Yeah, and there's those, uh, oh, what, what are those called? They look like a tomato with hair and they have a big fork. Oh, yeah, um, those guys have a name. I know exactly what you're talking about. There's a bunch of them up uh, later on in the game we'll discuss. Yeah, I, they look like something out of almost Secret of Mana or I don't know. They're, they're yeah. a weird enemy, but I yeah, love them. like a turnip because... or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, there, there is actually a perfect way to to run through uh, this mini game, which I've never actually done. I think it's one of the most uh, difficult ones. I mean, if you didn't yeah. have a guide telling you how to do this, it would take a lot of trial and error. Um, but luckily, at the uh, the very end of the course, you do have the option to to just uh, pay some coins and replay it immediately if you want to. Yeah, so you can try and earn. You know, I don't know. You can milk it. Try to get as many frog coins there because there are frog coins and coins you can get. Just and there are some, around. some flower tabs uh, as well, or even maybe yeah, some, uh, yeah. a flower jar. If you go in the right cave, a uh, sequence of events will happen where one of the bandits will be chasing one of the flower jars and, you know, he'll miss and it'll drop onto you and you'll get it. Nice. So following that, then you come to the like barrel riding part, right? Yeah, get to the bottom of the waterfall and then we get to uh, part three of this mini game, which, you know, Mario's riding a barrel down the river. Which is pretty wild because you're jumping over other barrels that are coming at you and trying to, again, grab coins and orient yourself. It's it's one of those, I mean, I didn't, I certainly didn't do super good, but it was, uh, it wasn't hard to get through, but I certainly didn't excel. Same way with the Midas River, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's kind of just, it's a guessing game your first time through for sure. And, but, uh, and ultimately all the reward is just more frog coins, right? For either, is there anything too crazy aside from like what you mentioned about the flower tabs and the yeah, flower tabs, flower jars, and the frog coins are your, your prime items here. It's really nothing else other than coins. And then just, you know, the challenge of trying to get as much as you can. I always <laughs> had a lot of fun with this one. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, don't get me wrong, it, but it's, it's not something that's like, oh, you can get this sweet weapon here or oh, uh, no. unique uh, accessory. So, you know, you can milk it for what you want, but afterwards, when you're done... Midas River operator, I guess, uh, whoever's in charge will give you the knock-knock <laughs> shell. <laughs> yeah, the uh, uh, the guy at the bottom of the river who's apparently just watched you go through that whole thing is like, oh, hey, here's a knock-knock shell, and if you want to do it again, pay me, uh, what is it, 20 coins? <laughs> I think he yeah, charges which... you 20 coins to do it again. 
so yeah, uh, which you can if you want. But either way, you want to equip that shell. Yep, I actually like the knock knock shell quite a bit. That was uh, my favorite weapon up to this point. I mean, for obvious reasons, the damage is higher, but it's, uh, it's a little more fun to use, in my opinion. Yeah, because you know it's can be a little trickier to time at first because it's like you th- toss it up and then kick it as it lands. But we we've kind of mentioned it before. But it you know it's it's the next step in your evolution of Mario as a killing machine. So <laughs> you should equip it immediately. I feel bad for the turtle on that shell, man. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's what he gets. <laughs> getting in my way but um wow. but yeah from here we move on to tadpole pond correct that's the next yep tadpole pond which is our destination that was the plan we were trying to find mallow's uh grandfather frog Puchis, and tadpole pond is where he lives that's right we have his precious cricket pie and we have to deliver it and this is a pretty cool little area because you know it's a pond so it has little islands uh these tadpoles will swim out and make a little bridge for us to hop across to a kind of central island where we see Frog Fuchsius, who is a mustachio and bearded frog guru sage kind of character. <laughs> yeah, we, we get kind of a funny little scene uh, where he introduces himself. Um, as Mario and Mallow approach the pond, we see that we can't swim over. That's when the tadpoles come over and talk to us. And then Frog Fuchsius uh, flies over with a Lakitu holding him by a, oh, uh, yes, yes. a <laughs> fishing pole. And uh, the Lakitu kind of drops him down a little bit and Frog Fuchsius kicks his legs like, yeah, okay, raise me back up, man. You're about to drop <laughs> in the water um and then they have some dialogue and create that bridge yeah and then which just leads to to kind of more dialogue as you give him the cricket pie and then you get some more information about mallow's backstory yeah frog fuchsius uh really i keep saying his name wrong <laughs> frog fuchsius uh really kind of opens the story up for us you know he's he's the all wise one so he, he tells us a lot about mallow he tells us what's going on with uh, uh bowser's castle talked about how he saw the star crash out of the sky mm-hmm. uh really sets up the uh the overall narrative yeah we're moving along and right and this is mallow learns he's not actually a frog a tadpole here <laughs> yeah and we get that uh that sad piano music which, which cracks I- me up <laughs> That reminds. Have you ever seen the jerk? I have. With yeah. Steve Martin. When Steve he's Martin. like, he's like, "Well, you mean I'm going to stay this way forever?" Like, <laughs> they tell him is his black family that adopted him. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That's so funny. It's like, how did you not know, man? Uh, but yeah, they. Uh, so <laughs> Fuchsia says, "You are not a tadpole," and then it plays this uh, this doomy piano key, and then all the the tadpoles pop up out of the water, and they're just you know they're a fly on the wall listening in, and Mallow starts to cry. <laughs> Yeah, so that brings some some rain, right? It does for a brief moment, and then uh, Frog Future stomps, and uh, Mallow stops. He sucks it up, man. Yeah, it's time to time to Mallow up, and but Frog Fuchsius does. Uh, I think this is then after that you can give him the pie, and does he give you the froggy stick in exchange for the pie, or can you just get it no matter what? Uh, you will not get it, and also if you don't give him the pie, you will get stuck here, which I found out as a child. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> my young brain could not figure out where the heck to go. Um, so I, I had uh, so once the main dialogue is done, and and Frog Fuchsius explains what's going on and tells Mallow he's not really a tadpole, and then sends you on your way to your next part of the mission. Uh, you know the dialogue's over, and you think you can leave, and you can. You can you know you can jump back across the bridge, you can go about your way, but the path is blocked. You can't go anywhere. Right. So I ran back and forth, went back to Mushroom Kingdom, looked all over. Over, couldn't figure it out and finally realized you just need to go talk to him again <laughs> and it opens up another dialogue window uh-huh. and uh at that point you can give him the cricket pie and then he will give you the cricket stick in exchange for Mallow. okay which is a sweet you know little 
staff slash club that you can yeah. use. It's stronger, so use it, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, he's not really a uh, uh, physical attack kind of character, but, you know, this will put out some damage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and we do have access to another mini game kind of area, Melody Bay. Yeah, we actually have uh, uh, two little branching paths we can go here, but Melody Bay, another one of our uh, mini games that we can play. Which is an interesting little spot where it's basically kind of like sheet music in the water, and you are arranging tadpoles in certain arrangements as if they were notes to play a song for Todovsky, mm-hmm. right? And uh, yep. it's uh, it allows you to get you get these different cards from him that you can use at the juice bar to get some special drinks, right? Yeah, at the juice bar, and uh, I, I want to say later on at the uh, casino, Great Guys Casino, there's, there's some oh. play in there too i need to check my notes as we get a little closer but uh there's uh, something to do with uh, the casino later on but and, and you what you hear tunes throughout the game or you just have to right you get clues and you come back to play all these different songs right yeah you d- you do find the uh the melodies later in like a faso lasi da yeah. sort of sort of way and then uh it's up to you to uh to jump on the tadpoles as they're swimming across the uh the musical uh cheat chart there and then uh create the tune and then if todofsky likes it then you'll uh, get an item yeah and so i i didn't really do, i've never really done this much i i remember trying when i was a kid but for some reason where i was like i know you know i've i've heard the sound of music so i know do re mi and all this like so i can do this and i always seem to screw it up and i i could never understand why and ultimately <laughs> i just gave up and yeah so i mean basically these tadpoles they they, they swim and they stop on a you know either a note or a half note and uh, mm-hmm. you just press the jump button when you want to land on that note if that's the note that you want to yeah, I write would. but if you know if you miss it by you know a half second then you're jumping on the wrong note there's no way to go back so you know the whole rest of the uh the thing is is screwed up so you just jump to the end and then restart so it's a little frustrating yeah it's i mean i'm sure for smarter people than me it's not such a task but <laughs> i just found that it i mean look i'm nothing against the juice bar and its various drinks and stuff that you can you can get but i was running out of equipment already so our spa- spaces for you know i, I was like i don't it's not worth the pain just to get more potions, essentially, you know? Yeah, this was probably my least played minigame in the game, honestly. Yeah. It's not but, super fun. So, screw you, Tadpole Pond, and we'll move on to... <laughs> so now, once the Cricket Pie, etc., like you said, we now have a path available on the map screen to Rose Way. Yep, Rose Way. We're headed to Rose Town. So uh, uh, we probably skipped over it, but but uh, essentially our, our mission now is uh, Mallow is coming with Mario... Uh, to find his family. Originally, we were going to drop Mallow off, just take him home to, to Grandpa, but once uh, Grandpa dropped the truth bomb on him, now Mallow's on a mission to find his real family. Yeah, so we're awesome people for helping him. Mario's a great guy, <laughs> and you can move on. So, And, you know, the next step in the path is Rose Way, which is a pretty kind of a new, introduces some new concepts in our uh, platforming here <laughs> yeah we got a uh, we got some star slaps out here some shy guys some crooks which can start to uh, chip away at your coin count yeah the crooks will rob you they're little scheming little jerks uh i i do like the star slaps they're li- these little uh, <laughs> yeah. uh starfish that kind of float up and down they do these like little wiggles and stuff attacks that are look ridiculous and are yeah, give you fun. a little little punch with their star hands this seems super non-threatening <laughs> yeah but here it's kind of it's there's a new kind of block here. I, we may have seen one or two before, but these where it's these blocks that kind of rotate around each other. 
Ah, uh, yeah. So uh, we, we essentially have a, a big lake in front of us with a few islands on it. And uh, we have these blocks that when you stand on them, they'll activate essentially and uh, kind of fly over in a set path to uh, another block. Yeah. And so you got to time your jumping off, right? It's nothing that's really too tough, but you use it to kind of explore. You kind of can take a path. There's a couple, you know, you have the big central lake room, as you mentioned, but there are a couple little areas that, you know, exits that you can drop off and come back out. To yeah, there's a good amount of items way. to find here, for sure. Uh, I think there's a, a flower you can find. I think there's some frog coins, if I'm not mistaken. There definitely uh, is at least one, I know. but Probably uh, the most frustrating room in this area. Um, somewhere off to the left after the first screen, uh, there are two blocks that are kind of floating in sort of like a, an ellipse pattern towards each other, uh, one going you know sort of north and one going sort of west and uh, you can jump and kind of block one of these blocks paths for a brief second which will throw off the timing so that they're not kind of swinging in sync next to each other it's you know yeah. it's like <laughs> but the, the goal is to jump on one and then jump onto the other and then you've got a, a, a chest you can get to but man if you if you screw up the timing on one of those blocks it can it can be a pain <laughs> yeah it's ah oh, i mean it's probably best to leave and come back right it'll reset the that's probably the smart way to do it, honestly. I, you know, me being I stubborn, I just, <laughs> yeah. Like, I will fix this myself. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, after battling tons of shy guys, eventually you'll, you can just, you know, you'll work your way, you snake your way in and out of this lake room until eventually you'll make it to the exit. Yep. And we are off to Rosetown at this point. Yay, a new town. But this town has issues. Indeed, immediately, uh, as soon as we walk in, you can tell, I mean, just by the soundtrack alone, that something is awry. <laughs> There's danger. Um, yep. Uh, the whole area is kind of gray and dim. The color palette's a little muted. And uh, there are arrows flying out of the sky, hitting townspeople in the head and freezing them in place. Which is, you know, not a not a good way to live. So That's not good at all, yeah. Can't go outside and get your milk and butter. So, yeah, you've got people frozen in place all over the town. And you can go into the buildings, right? You, you can, At this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. So you can explore those a bit. I, th I think, you know, there's some flowers and frog coins in here, but... Yeah, I think most people are, are scared and kind of hiding behind the counter, correct? Yeah, yeah. So you can... But you can still... If you go into the inn, you can stay the night for free. Yeah, and the inn is exactly where we are headed. It's very important because uh, you will disturb or you'll witness, I guess, a little kid playing with some Mario, Peach, and uh, Bowser dolls and... He eventually gets out one that, uh, you know, as we would recognize as a Gino doll. <laughs> yeah, Gino. Uh, they the kind of goof around. <laughs> and he shoots Mario in the head and then knocks you out or something. And <laughs> yes, yeah, so you, you walk in, you're kind of treated to a little cutscene, And, you know, the, the kid, his name's Gaz. Gaz is playing with these oh, dolls yes. and he's got the Mario doll. And, uh, um, and he invites you to play with him. And so, uh, we, oh, man, which character does Mario get? Stuck? Mario has to play Bowser. That's yeah. right. So, so Gaz gives Mario bowser you're playing the bad guy so and then uh, as they're playing uh gaz grabs the geno doll and uh hits mario with the super shooting star shot which blasts mario back against the staircase and knocks him out it's a pretty intense toy man oh yeah yeah it's you know kids shouldn't be playing with that man most of the missile launching toys that i encountered as a child were pretty disappointing but every now and then <laughs> you'd find one that really um packed a punch like i don't know if this may be a little older than you could remember but there was a toy line called mask of vehicles that would transform from like a car into a flying car or 
these other yeah was that was that an abbreviation for something like m-a-s-k yes it was some sort of acronym but i I don't remember exactly i don't know my i had a friend who had a bunch of them i only had one it was the cheapest model one available (laughs) there was a little motorcycle that turned into a helicopter it was pretty cool it's called condor but heck yeah yeah vaguely remember that obviously never had it yeah yeah well my anyways the point of the story was that my friend had one of them which was a large uh kind of semi truck with a trailer attached that you would like fold up and it had like a inside of it made like a a base kind of with different floors for the little figures and it had a (laughs) giant cannon with this big hard plastic round missile it would shoot and it shot that like it went far you know and it it had mass so it was like you could you shoot a person with that you ding them in the forehead and it was like (laughs) ah, like surprisingly painful I don't I mean, know. You got the cool one. Oh man. Okay. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I only, again, that was my friend's cool toy, not mine, but I got to oh, yeah. siphon off some of that sweet, sweet missile action. Yeah. Back when toys were a little dangerous. Ah, the, the good old days. Good old days. <laughs> so Mario gets knocked out and you kind of go to sleep, but then we get a little cut scene of like a star kind of spiritual thing coming down that takes yeah. over Gino. Yeah, this is like a uh, later that night sort of scenario. Mario's conked out upstairs in the bed and uh star comes twinkling out of the sky and inhabits one of the dolls and uh, Gino comes to life and all of a sudden is the same size as Mario and the rest. <laughs> Pretty sweet. He's a, a magical thing. Uh, and then like you kind of have to go find him, right? He's not waiting for you. Yeah, he leaves. He's he's out of there, man. He's trying to he's trying to solve some problems. Yeah, man on a mission, so I guess toy on a mission, but yeah. And then uh, when Mario wakes up the next morning, you get, you get a little, a uh, little clue as to what happened. But um, Gaz uh, apparently tells Mario that he saw Gina walking or he's telling his mom, he saw Gina walk into the woods and she's like, Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, honey. Like <laughs> get back to your toys. <laughs> so that's our cue to go to the forest maze, the forest maze, which I think one has one of the, uh, uh, the coolest tunes in the game. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good stuff. The, this is a pretty good. I okay. I'm a big fan of forest levels in general, and I love the way this one looks. Uh, you have a lot of like fruit trees you're going through, uh, and instead of warp pipes, now we have hollowed out tree stumps. Yes, we do, and we got uh, some wigglers that will sometimes wake up and go in and out of them, just like true Mario form. Yeah, this sweet uh, caterpillarish creatures from Super Mario World. Yeah, and then we've got some uh, Amanitas, the uh, the mushroom boys that are spinning around with the uh, the fists out <laughs> trying to attack you. Yeah, you want to watch out because there are a lot of just or a lot of mushrooms just sitting around that you can pick and, and just carry around to use them to heal yourself. But sometimes they will turn out to be a foe. <laughs> yeah. And this is a uh, the whole forest maze area, another like heavily uh, uh, status effecty kind of area. You get a lot of mm. a lot of poison and a lot of stuff going on that you got to yeah. heal up. So you want like able juice if you can. For sure, able juice, and then make sure you got that. Uh, man, the antidote is it antidote pin. The antidote pin, right? I think there is one. In fact, you can. Yes, you can buy one in Rose Way. So that might be. You know, uh, okay. I guess we didn't really mention it. You can get thick shirt and pants there, as well as jump shoes. So depending on your oh, yeah, financial yeah. situation, you can upgrade. There's also a fearless pin there. Ah, the fearless. Yes, yeah, so you can't be inflicted with fearless. Ah. So yeah, I mean, you know, uh. I don't think I bought an antidote pin, but I do think I wish I did. Yeah, it would definitely be uh, incredibly useful in this area because there's a lot of poison. There's a cool enemy here. Yeah, those bees. Ugh, I hate that. Oh, yeah, the bees. And then we also have the enemy gorillas, spelled (laughs) G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A. They are a jailbroken Donkey Kong that's got chains. It looks gross. I take 
special delight in destroying them. <laughs> yeah. They they look like they would be stronger than they are. When I first got here, I was like, oh man, yeah. I gotta take him out first. But you know, yeah. he just, just hits you with the, you know, just drops his arms on you and does, you know, six or seven damage. <laughs> yeah. Stupid ape. But I do like the Octolot enemy, which is a weird it's got like it's like this it all, uh, yeah, like I, I mean, I guess an octopus that's hanging from two red shells with bat wings that are flying. Like, yeah, it's, it's it's bizarre with like a like a big circular mouth, right? Yeah, yeah, it looks like a combination of like I mean, I guess could it be an octorock from Zelda, but slightly imagined different because it does shoot something out of its mouth, right, to attack. Like octoroks would shoot rocks. Oh yeah, I never thought of that actually. I, you might be onto something there. Hmm. Another mystery solved. <laughs> but so your time here in the forest maze is kind of divided between going through some some forest scenes and taking various different stump pipes, which will take you down to a lower level that has some connected dungeons that will pop you out in different areas as you journey around. Tons of underground areas. You know, it's funny to me that you enjoy this area. The, uh, I mean, I guess you just like all forest areas, typically in video games because of the setting. But <laughs> but this area, we're t- if we're talking about, you know, getting lost or, or whatever, oof, this is <laughs> this is top three in the whole game where, where you're just yes. like, where do I go, man? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it's, it's rough and... It is full of kind of loopable areas if you screw up, kind of like the Kiro sewers, but I don't know. Here I found the enemies, especially the bees, to be frustrating and poisonous, so it's it's kind of tough. Yeah, now, yeah you, you can get beat up out here kind of easy if you're not careful, but I will say this area versus Kiro sewers, the risk is worth the reward because there's a lot of these uh, uh, underground areas you can go to where you just get a ton of stuff, like frog coins and flower jars, and et cetera. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like we kind of mentioned, there are mushrooms laying all over. So sometimes, you know, it's it's not as hard as it may sound to stay on top. Yeah, that HP is true. Wide, but. Oh, I totally forgot to mention, too, um, in the Kiro sewers, I think uh, starting at that point in the game, that is the first appearance of the uh, once again buff you can get from enemies. Oh. So once you attack an enemy, uh, a buff will kind of fly out of them and land on the character. And you can start getting what's called once again, which basically just gives you another, another free attack. It's... Uh, it's awesome yeah i love once again i it's better than a critical hit says me yeah i think it's almost unnecessary to have in the game honestly but uh <laughs> i'll take it man yeah 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 speed it up right uh, yeah so eventually we'll come to the point where the, the true forest maze is kind of a almost a lost woods scenario yeah definitely. it's it's a little it's just a one kind of one screen area that has four exits and you kind of just have to know which way to go yeah. Oh, I guess it's, uh, uh, even though we kind of missed the window, this would be the time to mention that if you explore uh, Rosetown enough, you will find a house with a, uh, a guy that's a treasure hunter. And uh, he tells you he can give you a clue about the forest maze. And uh, he's he's the only person that really kind of tells you how to get through this. And he'll give you kind of a, a left, left, straight, right uh, sort of direction to get through the maze. Yeah. And he um, that's the house with the where you have to hit the switch to make the stairs come out right yeah yeah and he'll if you uh there's some blocks in there and if you jump up and hit the blocks he'll get mad at you like hey why are you stealing my stuff man (laughs) yeah i know but you can steal it yeah you can he'll let you and i did what's he gonna do (laughs) he's a feckless coward he won't (laughs) raise a finger no not Not against mario damn it look anyways we're in the (laughs) so we're in the forest maze and you have a path to go that you just kind of have to journey through it's it's not really that tough once you know what to do, but you get out of it, you will emerge in a 
a clearing with several pipes, and a disgusting creature called Bowyer. Bowyer, our next boss. We have briefly mentioned he kind of looks like a piece of shrimp with a bowstring between his head and his tail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is truly gross. I do not like him. I mean, yeah. I don't think I'm supposed to, so it's all good. Yeah, we actually come across uh, Gino fighting him first, and then uh, Mallow and Mario are off to the side just having a conversation, and then arrows start to rain down, and they start to uh, run into the fight. So yeah, Mario, Mario and Mallow both kind of hang out. Or kind of hide and scope it out for a second, but yeah, I kind of thought this part of the game was a little weird. I mean, you go you go through a door, kind of expecting to fight the boss. You see the cutscene with Gino fighting the boss, and then Mario and Mallow are just kind of you know you know shooting the breeze for a minute, chit chat. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going on, fellas? Uh, you don't want to rush into anything, but yeah. uh, eventually Gino will team up with you to defeat this disgusting creature that is yeah it it is a a big bow creature and it's an interesting battle when you join up because you have your standard kind of battle scene but there are also he has like he'll make these three little like areas in front of him that have the a y and x buttons kind of denoted on each one and then he can shoot an arrow that will fly down and hit one of these buttons and disable that button for your is it your entire team? Uh, it is the entire team, yeah. Yeah, so he can shut down, where, and then, you know, maybe you can't attack. Maybe you can't use any special magic attacks or, or items. So that kind of makes it frustrating. Yeah, but you, um, you know, after you play this for a little bit, you kind of realize you can control what he does. Whatever you're spamming the most is it's uh, essentially what he's going to lock. So if you're oh. using special moves over and over again, the next button off is Y. So if you, you can kind of control mm. what it is he's going to lock. And you really only kind of get into trouble with this dude when, uh, you know, say he hits you with uh, an attack that, you know, does a lot of damage to somebody and you haven't healed up for a while and then you happen to use an item prior to that, then he's, he's going to lock the item button. Then you're really just stuck with Mallow's HP rain to get that character healed which you know even then you're not high and dry yeah yeah so it's yeah it's more of just a speed bump to destruction than anything yeah and then you can't attack him either you can still only attack him yeah but anyways you can take pride in destroying this stupid thing but yeah uh, get him out does he and then you get the star right here does he have it on him uh he does yeah so after you beat him yeah you get the star yes and yeah and gino will uh join you yeah he'll, he'll straight up join the party for good because does he explain as well where he's like hey look i'm like a weird star angel or something or is that later spoilers <laughs> uh, he does there is a there's a bit of a dialogue after and there's a part right before i wanted to mention too right before uh mario and mallow they're actually listening behind some stumps before you enter the battle you see bo you're talking to his troops and they kind of walk off and you're you're just kind of you know spectating and uh mallow makes some uh, uh <laughs> some comment about you know let's go get him so mario starts swinging and starts walking towards him and and Mallow grabs him and pulls him back. And he's like, what do you think you are, Bruce Lee? So you know, <laughs> another American pop culture reference. Yeah, but, yeah, that's good. <laughs> but as a kid, I didn't know who Bruce Lee was. I had to ask my parents. I was like, hey. And then I oh, watched uh, Enter the Dragon after that and became a fan. So That will change your life, yeah. yeah changed Mortal Kombat for me, too. Bruce. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, where it comes from. And then after the fight, yep, we get the star, and then Gino will explain that he serves a higher authority. And then he says that his name is uh, just a series of symbols that's like a, a star, a note, an uh, exclamation yeah, yeah. point. That's something you can't say. <laughs> Gobbledygook, but uh, yep. he accepts the, the name of Gino for now. Yep. And we also do see one of uh, Bowyer's like, little arrow troopers kind of listened in on the whole thing and scurries off. Yeah, essentially the same thing that happened with Mac and the uh, uh, the shysters. They they were listening in and bounced off. They told Bowyer, "Now we killed him, and now his little arrow buddy's going to go tell the next boss." Oh, these little cowards! 
Yeah. But now we can go back to Rosetown and check it out. It's not getting bombarded with arrows, so everyone's kind of relaxed. <laughs> yeah, back to the normal soundtrack, normal color palette. Everybody's out having a good time. And uh, Gaz gives Gino the finger shot. Yeah, which is a, a good upgrade for your weapon. Uh, again, we've already mentioned it, but I always had trouble f- figuring out the timing on on both of his attacks, so I did kind of shy away from the old Gino. Oh, yeah, finger shots, very frustrating. That's definitely the hardest one to, to figure out out of all of but, his attacks. I mean, to be fair, though, he does generally get, like, like he's right behind Bowser in attack strength, right? Like, he is one of the stronger attackers. He is, yeah. He's, he's, he's a good character, man, all around. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not a hater, not a Gino <laughs> hater. But now, so the map now opens up, and you can go to uh, Moleville, or you. this is one of the few... Uh, side paths where you can take uh you can go to the pipe vault yeah pipe vault and uh where's this pipe vault taking us is my question yeah well it doesn't really announce it uh when you first choose it correct uh no it's a surprise so <laughs> i like this I, part of the game yeah i did too i like it i remember exploring it even as a teen when i first played it because it was just like well what's going on here and this is an interesting way where you know we've got the isometric view but it's a one a single path so it's kind of like a isometric 2d mario you know it's all one you're going kind of left to right i guess (laughs) it's like it's like if you're playing mario but you kind of just swung the camera behind him a little bit over the shoulder yeah yeah and it's full of uh you know we got goombas here there are spikies piranha plants those big frogogs yeah the the little uh oh man next to the piranha plant the pit the little uh chompy guys that look like clamshells that'll jump up and get you in the toes and knock the coins out of you yeah those yeah i don't remember their name but i hate them they are yep. <laughs> i believe they're from mario 3 originally but yeah so yeah this is a pretty straightforward little you know a little more platforming maybe than we've had so far uh especially in the classic style but upon journeying through this little tunnel you will i mean there's a couple you know some frog coins some flowers down here yeah let me oh my goodness gracious my friend let me tell you this area blew my mind this last playthrough i did because <laughs> there is a frog coin that is uh, uh the only way to get it you you see there's essentially like a crack in the ground where you know if you could if there were a crouch button you could just crouch crawl under get the frog coin that's the only way to get it i've been playing this game for for years and i yeah. never knew that if you get a running start and hit down on the d-pad you will slide under that crack and get the frog coin and to my knowledge it's the only point in the game that you can do that nor does it ever explain to you that you can do that and i didn't know that until this playthrough because i had to look it up oh wow that's yeah i i know the coin you're talking about and i also did not know that so <laughs> it blew my mind i didn't believe it when i read it on the internet it was it was just a reddit post or something and i was like this guy's got to be kidding me there's no slide in this game like are you crazy and then i did it and it happened and i wanted to turn it off immediately <laughs> like they, they wouldn't do that to me <laughs> wow so well hopefully you get that sweet frog coin but and there you know there's a couple more in here as well but uh once you make it through you find that it uh this tunnel takes you to yoster isle yoster isle we get to see the appearance of yoshi yeah several yoshis what and i wonder why they called them yoster is it because yoshi is his name i yeah i I don't know i mean i I guess uh because they always just called them all right They, they just called them all yoshis in the past right as a collective i mean that's what i did as a kid <laughs> yeah I, I i feel like yeah i wonder i'll have to I, I but i feel like in super mario world and yoshi's island they were just all yoshis i i don't know maybe maybe it's it's wrong maybe i'm wrong and just assumed that all these years but because i don't recall ever hearing them called yosters again right no i mean i, I blame this one on ted woolsey 
Yeah, what's he trying to pull now? <laughs> it's Joster BS. Uh, anyhow, so you're on an island with the one and only Yoshi, as well as several Yoshis of different uh, colors. You you know, purple, pink. There's a yellow one. Yeah, a bunch of baskets of eggs laying around. Just look like they're having a good old time. And the uh, central attraction of this island being the, the racetrack. Yeah, you can race some Yoshis here, which is kind of a strange little beast that... Uh, has a weird control where you have to A, B, back and forth, right, on your... Yeah, so uh, so when you actually go to do the race and compete in it, you have the option of either um, having Yoshi race for you and you just root them on. You can kind of, you can you can bet some cookies on them or some coins. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, yeah. Or you can you can race them and actually be at the reins and uh, it'll play a little little tune for you and you got to tap A and B and rhythm with the music and that's how Yoshi will go faster. Yeah, and believe me, I was not good at this. Uh, so I, I eventually did win. Yeah, so the first race, uh, so uh, Yoshi's arch rival Boshi is there, which is the purple Yoshi and he's got sunglasses glasses on man that's how you know he's bad <laughs> but uh yeah so you have to race him first and then if you beat him you win all the cookies and then uh, i believe boshi challenges yoshi again to a uh, one-on-one -on -one. at that point you can uh just bet your cookies and root for yoshi yeah but yeah and yoshi cookies are one of your better items i guess even though i never really use it summons yoshi right like yeah i think this is the only summon in the game really that's what yeah. it's for so I held on to it the whole game and just didn't use it, which, you know, is he especially, is he super strong, you know, like against a boss or something? Or I remember using him once on a random boss and it didn't really seem to do much, but I mean, there must be some use for him somewhere in the game. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So yeah, this, I was kind of, even though I didn't know I would never use it, but when I finally got through that race, I was like, oh, well, that's it. Like, but <laughs> yeah. regardless, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, that's Yoster Isle and. You can head back down to, on the map screen, now we can go to uh, the, the lovely place of, or the lovely town of Moleville. All right, we're going to call it there, Cartridge Commandos. We will continue next episode with even more level-by-level -level adventure from Super Mario RPG. I promise that fabled interview with Dale is coming sooner than later, so keep slamming in those questions if you've got them um, or you know just questions in general you can always reach us at cartridge command at gmail.com cart command at twitter and on facebook we love any contact from anyone anytime so give it to us baby and of course we must always take a special moment to thank our super awesome patrons who keep this podcast going through thick and thin so we you know um they give us amounts of all types and we appreciate amounts of all types so any donation is great so from the bottom of mine and i'm sure every listener's heart thank you patrons we love you now and forever and so until next time game on Game on. All right. So, okay. I'm not sure. All right. I'm just going to bust right in. And yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Are you good? I'm the pro here. Okay. No. Um, <clears throat> <laughs>